Good morning, and welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It is wonderful uh, to see all of you today and know that there are others worshiping with us online. If you would take a moment and register your attendance in the pew pad on your pew and place that in the offering plate later in the service, we would appreciate that. Also, if you are worshiping with us online, be sure to comment so we will know who's out there. Uh, here's a few ways that you can connect with us at First United Methodist Church. The United Women of Faith are hosting a luncheon on October the 9th, and the guest speaker will be our mayor. You can find out more information about that in your newsletter. Also, this morning at 10 o'clock is Sunday School Open House. I encourage you to stay and look around and uh, Check out different Sunday school classes and find out ways you can be more involved in the church. Also, this month coming up is Fall Festival. And Catherine needs candy and cupcakes. And she'll have more information about that and where to drop those off. Also, next Sunday for the children is the rake and run immediately following traditional worship. So before we go into prayer, after the prayer this morning, we'll have a word from our Board of Stewards chairperson, Eric Wright, and he's going to tell us a little bit about our emphasis for the month of October. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, what a beautiful day to worship you. We are thankful for your holy presence with us and this opportunity to to exhale and sit at your feet and feast at your table. Be with us in this time of worship. Renew us, drawing us closer to you and closer to one another. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Eric. All right, thanks for that. Uh, so Isaiah 43, 19 declares, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So this month, uh, actually today, starts Generosity New Beginnings. So over the next five weeks, uh, we're going to be examining how God can use us, our resources, our prayers, our worship, our service, and our witness uh, to foster something new in the lives of First United Methodist Church here in Gadsden. This is a time of dreaming, envisioning, and looking forward to 2024, uh, helping us prepare for future ministry. Uh, you should have or will receive very soon information about this in the mail. Uh, if you don't receive it, uh, reach out to the church office and they will uh, get you set up. So, but this Sunday we're focusing on hope. Uh, in your handout for worship and in the pews in front of you, uh, you'll find a prayer card asking the question, what are your dreams and hopes for the future of First United Methodist Church? You're invited to consider this question uh, and pray during worship this morning. Um, as you respond, uh, you can place this prayer card in the communion rail during communion. Uh, or in the, the uh, station out in the uh, Chestnut Street lobby, or sometime this week. Uh, so you're encouraged to visit this prayer station and to pray and to read some of the dreams from your fellow uh, First United Methodist Church family. So thank you. Savior, I come, quiet my soul. 
mentioned these prayer cards that you can find in your weekly sheet or in your pew uh, to the left and right. And the question for this week is, what new beginnings, hopes, and prayers do you see for the future of First United Methodist Church Gadsden? So dream big. If you could dream anything for this church, what would it be? I ask you to sit with that question as we continue worship and as you hear the sermon today. And then at communion, you'll be invited to place your prayer card, your response on the communion rail. Or if you would like to hold on to it, you can place it at the interactive prayer station in the Chestnut Street lobby today or in the coming weeks. I encourage you to go by that prayer station and read the responses of your fellow church members. What are their hopes and dreams for this church? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for you are our rock and our redeemer. You are our strength. You make all things new. And we're thankful for your presence with us today, your love and your grace. And we're thankful that you are our living hope. And we ask, dear God, that you not only continue to revive us with hope, but you revive those around us, those who are sick and mourning and struggling today. And we ask, dear God, also that you bless this church, our community, our nation, and the world. And that you bless the offering we receive today, God. We ask that you multiply it and guide us in its use for your glory and for the coming of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
is my hope and dream for our church, that we have a new, a new level of excitement and uh, connectivity, and people are just so excited about being part of our faith community, that we have a, a wider set of ages and different places in people's faith journey, that they know that they have a place for our church, and then that builds, and it extends out to our ministries outside of the walls of our church, where people can come, uh, plug in, and then go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus out in the community. And that has become what we're, we're known for in our church. That's my hope and dream uh, for Gadsden First. Today we begin a new emphasis, new beginnings. Over the next five weeks, we are going to be looking at Isaiah 43. 
and the prophet's word to his church. And in that, we're going to be looking at new beginnings for our church. So we're going to be taking a few verses from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah and examining that each, each week. So I encourage you to read, to study, to be engaged in Isaiah 43. And I believe your time in this series will be enriched. This generosity emphasis invites us to consider what God is doing in your life and in the life of First United Methodist Church, which is new. How can God take your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness and use them to bring a new thing, to bring about the coming of his kingdom. What new things are in store for First United Methodist Church? God is doing a new thing, do you not perceive it? Let me offer a little background on chapter 43 today before we begin this series. So the Israelites and the people of, of Judah have been... Uh, disloyal to God they have followed false idols and they have strayed and they are reaping the consequences of their straying but God's story does not end there 43 is a chapter 43 in Isaiah is a transition to restoration redemption and hope God will not leave his children where they are, but he will bring them to new. Something good, something hope-filled, something new. Greater things are ahead for the Israelites. This is God's promise. He is about to do a new thing. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 3a today, and then I'm going to read our focus verse, which is Isaiah 43, 19. Hear God's word. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And then verse 19. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and the hope that it gives us. This day, help us hope and help us dream in you and through you and with you. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, may the words of our, my mouth and the meditations of the heart, our hearts be pleasing and acceptable unto you. Amen. Remember, sit with your card and dream as we look to God's word together. Just like Harriet, I love new beginnings, especially the new beginning of a school year that resonated with me. I've always loved back to school shopping for myself and for my girls. There is something about shiny scissors, a crisp folder, 
and the smell of new crayons. And back in my day, that big box of crayons with a built-in sharpener. Back to school is an open possibility. What can happen? What is ahead? What is good? There is so much that can happen in the future that's positive. We can hope. Now that may not, the future may not be um, a beginning of a new school year for you that, that signals something good and hopeful. It may be uh, a new calendar year, a birthday, a holiday. There are so many things in life, new beginnings, which encourage us and give us optimism. Whatever it may be, where there is new, there is always opportunity and possibility. And that's what Isaiah is speaking to today. He's speaking to opportunity and possibility for the Israelites. He's giving them a word of hope. Whatever is ahead for you, you do not need to be afraid. For when the floods come, God is with you. Reminding the Israelites of what God did in the Exodus. When the world feels like it's burning down around you, God is there. Therefore, you can have hope in him. Good things are coming. Good things are ahead. Do not worry. Do not fret. There is a new beginning just around the corner. The Israelites could rest in the assurance that a new beginning would come. This is a promise where they could find hope. Through the prophet Isaiah, God reminds the Israelites that he created them. And no matter what they would go through in the coming years, that he would be there. Did you hear that word of hope in our key verse? I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. As these words resonated with the people of Israel, so they resonate with me. There have been times in my life where it did feel like the floodwaters are rising and the world was burning down around me. And I knew God was there with me. I knew in him I could find hope. Just as Israel found the presence of God in their darkest moments so we can find joy in our darkest moments. Isaiah gave a word of restoration and hope. And we can cling to that word. We can know that word. And we should because we are Easter people. At my first appointment, my first, my, uh, staff, the fellow staff members there would call me Snow White. And they did this because they said I was overly optimistic, like a Disney princess tromping through the woods with little birds landing on my fingers. And they would often sing to me, tra-la-la-la-la. And, you know, I look back on that time and I think about the things in my life which have made me jaded and taken away my hope. And I wish I could go back to them when I was, when I did have such a hope-filled outlook. Because we should always carry that hope with us because our hope is in Jesus Christ. We are Easter people. We are people that know that God can do a new thing. Jesus
Jesus died a horrific, torturous death. But that was not the end of the story. God put an exclamation mark on the sentiment that the last day, the worst thing that ever happened will not be the last thing that ever happens. Jesus rose from the dead and he defeated death. And in that, we can rest in the assurance that good things are coming. We should always be hope-filled resurrection people, always ready to move forward with the possibility of new beginnings. And I am hope-filled because in the three short months I've been here, I've seen you move forward in many ways. Some of you have faced difficult challenges. Some of you have faced um, dire circumstances in your life. And I've seen God's presence with you. I've seen how you've taken the knocks, how you've been through the fire and floods, and God was there to pull you through. I've also seen how you have grown spiritually, taking new steps of faith. And out of those things, I am confident that God has a great future in store for you. Out of this hope, I've come to appreciate that First United Methodist Church is a beautiful church, not just physically, but also spiritually. There are so many beautiful things about this congregation. The ELC, the uh, ladle of love, the clothes closet, our, our worship is beautiful. All the things that we do as we come together as the church are a beautiful witness to the power of the resurrected Christ and what he can do among us. We have such an opportunity, and our church can make a difference. He is preparing us for something new. I think it would be arrogant for me to say that I know exactly what that is. After all, I've just been here about 90 days, and there are some of you who have been in this church for a very long time. I've had some God whispers about what that might be, and I'm listening, and I'm learning, and I'm seeking God, and I still believe God can do a new thing with this church, and he is ready to do that. So, what are my hopes and dreams for this church? When I first arrived at this appointment, in the first few days, I was scrolling through Facebook, and someone had shared a um, a post about the 10 worst cities to live in in Alabama. Gadsden made that post. It was based on poverty and crime statistics and uh, lack of services. And that broke my heart. It didn't scare me about this appointment, but it made me sad for this community. My hope and my dream for this church is that we impact that narrative. And we make this place, Gadsden, a better place. A place with less broken lives and less hurt. And that we can reach this community for Jesus Christ. Because the mission field is expansive. And out of that, I have hope. But my hope doesn't stop there. I have a hope for a lar the larger church. Not just this church, but the church can continue to be relevant and real People say the church is no longer relevant, that people are turning away from the church. But I believe the message of Jesus Christ is as powerful as it was the day he was resurrected from the dead. 
and it can make an impact on not only our community, but in our world. I am hopeful that the church can continue to share the message of God's redeeming love. And I have hope that you're part of that plan too. I dream that we live into what I talk about all the time, the priesthood of all believers, that God takes our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness and does a new thing here. Not through just me, but through all of us together, that we function well as the body of Christ in ministry. And it is awesome to consider that as we look to the future of First United Methodist Church, that God is with us. And he's preparing a new thing. We have good news to share with others. And God is about to do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? So what new beginnings do you see for the future of First United Methodist Church? What hopes and dreams do you have? What are the possibilities? We serve an awesome God who is always making all things new. How can he renew us? How can he use us? What are the possibilities for this church ahead? I was ordained by Bishop Robert Fannin. And one thing that I remember about Bishop Fannin was that he would regularly uh, start his greetings with this phrase. It's a new day, North Alabama. So I want to borrow some words from him. Words that are powerful and echo in my ear. It's a new day, First United Methodist Church. God is doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Amen. And I cannot think of a better way for us to experience that than through Holy Communion. For in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup, we remember God's presence with us and his power to renew, to bless, and to make us his own. Would you pray with me? The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, when you made us in your image to love and be loved, when we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. By the suffering and death and resurrection of your only son, Jesus Christ, you delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water in the Spirit. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. 
by your spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. I would invite those who are serving and leading in worship to come and be served first. Here at First United Methodist Church, we believe in open communion, which means that all people are welcome at Christ's table, even those who haven't professed faith in Jesus Christ yet. As long as you seek to be in loving relationship with him and repent of your sins, you're invited to come. We will be serving, Sandra and I will be serving right here in front of the altar table. You may come and receive, and that if you would like to spend some time praying at the communion rail, you may do so. You may come as the Holy Spirit leads.
Children's Church. So on the first Sunday, we invite the children to stay in. And here's why. Because we believe they are a valuable part of our service and our church family. And even the noises and the wiggles are a great reminder of God's presence with us. Children belong at Christ's table. Children are an important part of our family. And their noises, Grayson, are a beautiful noise unto the Lord. And for that noise, I am thankful. And I'm also thankful for Catherine and the great job that she does with our children. They are such a blessing here at First United Methodist. And now, if you would stand for the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.